I want to start off with this. Um, last week, I, I talked about kingdom love, and I made the horrible mistake of naming people. Um, and my first thing when I got home was like, man, there's a lot of people who are just like, man, Joni didn't say my name. <laughs> um, just please know this. Um, there's a lot of people I didn't name that um, are very, very close to me and my family's heart. I mean, this church has, has literally known me from a bachelor to being engaged to being married and a father now getting gray in my beard. <laughs> Chuck. Because <laughs> Chuck was born with gray. But anyway. Um, uh, so I just wanted to say that. I, I love this church. It's an honor that Pastor would trust me enough to, you know, to do this in his absence. Um, I told him this morning, I said, you may not know I've been using your Bibles for my sermon, you know, just to keep a part of him here with me up here. Um, so this is Pastor's Bible. You would notice because it has the big print. <laughs> uh, I better stop because he has to come back. So, <laughs> yeah. Wow. What the presence of God is still here. Um, for those who are new to our church this morning, God is real, his presence is real, and we don't, we don't hide him here. We show him. We talk about him. We allow him to move. We allow him to talk. We allow him to be what he is, and that is alive. Can I get an amen? So we have... In the month of February, we have done a series called, man, there's a lot of people here. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Called Kingdom Living. Some of these messages I know have been a little difficult to hear. Um, please know it's coming from my heart. What God wants me to talk about is it's not pointing fingers, anything of that nature. Last week, we talked about kingdom love and how if we're putting qualifications on how we're loving our neighbors and people, that's not really considered kingdom love. You're just loving who you want to love, and that's easy. Everyone does that. But when you do stuff in the kingdom, we're called not to do the easy stuff. We're called to love people who are considered the unfriendly, the, un, you know, the unlovable. That's who we are called to love. And today I want to talk about kingdom faith. Let me remind you that according to Galatians 2.20, that we have been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. If you are a kingdom person this morning in the room, um, you're not your own anymore. It is highly important to be considered a kingdom person. That means you must check in with the king before you make a decision. If you are not, that means that you are sitting on your throne and you're not representing this kingdom that I'm talking about this morning. I will remind you also, I taught you there's three different kingdoms. Kingdom of men, kingdom of God, and kingdom of your enemy. 
And so often, we people of God, we, we find ourselves jumping in and out of kingdoms when it fits our needs, our wants, or our understanding or reality. Other words, the Bible calls it lukewarm. Lukewarm, jumping from kingdom to kingdom when it fits you. But God has called us kingdom people to stay within the realm of kingdom living, which means that our Bible gives us the constitution of our kingdom. At the head of that kingdom is God the Father, who gives us instruction on what to do and not to do. Hence, kingdom love, his direction, but now kingdom faith. 2 Corinthians 5, 20, 21 now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. Although God were pleading through us, we implore you as on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. So once you become saved, what is that? By faith, believing that Jesus Christ is your savior, you know, that he died for you on the cross, rose again, you become a part of this kingdom. And at that point, it's your job to make sure you're moving and operating within the kingdom. The word of God teaches us that we were born into darkness. And a cool part about that scripture is we are no longer in darkness when we are now connected to the blood of Jesus Christ. Can I get an Amen. But you must understand your enemy. Some people don't like talking about the devil at all. I, I think that's insane. You, you research any great general of the human history, they knew their enemy. From Alexander the Great to George Washington and on and on and on. They knew their enemy. So when they went to war, they knew how they thought. They knew how they navigated. If you don't know the enemy of the darkness, you have to understand his goal is to pull you back into darkness. But somebody say kingdom faith. faith. Habakkuk 2.4 But the just will live by the just will live by We have to live by faith. We must live through it and um, move through it. Living outside of faith enters you into the realm of doubt, fear, worry, and anxiety. But we, the just, the people, the kingdom people, must live by faith. Listen, I deal with people on a daily basis who tell me they don't have faith. And my response is, yeah, right. You have faith. Let's talk about it. Which one of you Googled the manufacturer of the seat you sat in? Which means y'all sat down having faith the seat would keep your butt up. I'm sorry, forgive me if I'm wrong. I, I mean, did y'all Google it to see if they had good ratings before you sat yourself down? No. When the world was flying a lot, when's the last time you demanded to see the license of the pilot who was about to take you into the air? None of you. Which means you have faith in Delta, Southwest, on and on and on. Don't tell me you don't have faith. I've had conversations with some of you crazy truck owners, um, your faith in Dodge Ram or Chevy, no, blah, 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 blah. Ford. You have faith in that name brand, but do you have faith in God? 
don't tell me you don't have faith. The decisions you make every day tell me you have faith. You're just choosing to have faith in another kingdom. <laughs> Ooh, Lord. Pastor, they want you to come back ASAP. I sat and thought, thought about it as I wrote this. You know, I think of my coffee provider. I, I, I go to Big B expecting a certain taste. Um, you know, I, the Lord reminded me, you know, that most of the people alive know who Michael Jordan is, even if you're a farmer in Timbuktu, all right? So Michael Jordan had these, has these shoes. And I was in high school, I was convinced, I had faith. If I put these shoes on, that I will become Michael Jordan on the basketball court. <laughs> My dad didn't have the same faith as I did. So I had to literally, y'all, I'm telling y'all the truth. My first pair of Jordans, I went to Sam's Club and I bought boxes of suckers. And I walked around school and sold them for 25 cents. And I never had change. So if you only had a dollar, you just bought a sucker for a dollar. <laughs> you sucker. <laughs> I remember walking the Foot Locker with bags of quarters. They were so bad. That's like, bro, we just going to say it's 100. Yep. Bam. When I put those shoes on, and here's the crazy part, I actually played better. It's like I believed it so much. When I put those shoes on, I felt I glided differently. I felt unstoppable. I mean, I was stoppable. But it was something about the shoes, Right? When's the last time you have faith in God that way? If I could just touch the hem of his garment, if I can just get in my prayer closet, if I can just say the name of Jesus, if I can just get around my brothers and sisters, if I can just sing praise and worship in church today, if I can just get my Bible open, if I can just pray and fast. And it's cheaper than Jordan's. Just ask my wife, because I still buy them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just pray for me, huh? <laughs> Kingdom faith. Catch this. Because this came from the worship team being together. Kingdom faith equals true humility and surrender to God. Y'all think we've been talking about surrender all day just for the fun of it? True faith in the kingdom of God is surrender. It's allowing yourself to be humble, to be in the presence of God to the point where you surrender everything, every, every single part of you, your, your, your thoughts. You know, literally I say this, your, your, your nooks and crannies, every single part of you. And, if, you know, here's the funny part. He already knows. He still wants you to bring it. I realize I forgot something. You should have sat by a white piece of paper that's yours. We're going to be activating faith with that at some point today. So if you're writing church notes on it, I didn't tell you to do that. Shame on you. <laughs> I got so excited. Oh, Lord, they, they're supplying note-taking. We're not. <laughs> and if you didn't get one, when we get there, we'll make sure that you get one. True humility and surrender to God sets you up for kingdom living. Let me read you Matthew 25 real quick here. Matthew 6 and 25, forgive me. Therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body. I mean, Richard just talked about that with giving. What you will put on is not, it more than, it, it's not life more than food, 
and a body more than clothes. Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather in barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Which of you, by worrying, can add one cubit on his stature? So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow they never toil nor spin, and yet I say to you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Now, if God so clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow, um, what more than you? And I love this part, or you of little faith. I'm going to skip down to verse 33, but seek ye first the kingdom. What are we talking about this month? kingdom. Interesting. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Kingdom living, kingdom people, we must not worry about things. We're called not to worry. And so if worry comes out, realize it's not God's will. Sin. If you find yourself worrying, you realize you are operating outside of the kingdom. I'm telling you things this morning not to point, but to make you alert because the enemy's job is to make you double guess everything, especially the word of God. Mark eleven twenty four says, therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. When you seek the kingdom first, bringing your request to the Lord, surrendering your concern over to him, we must believe that we receive the same way we believe in everything else that we talked about. The chair, the, the Chevy, the plane, you don't question those one bit until something happens. So why are we questioning God all the time? Now, let me say this. It is human to have a concern. Concern is not sin. How you handle the concern is sin. The doctors can give you a, a concern. Your children's teacher can give you a concern. Your children's behavior can give you a concern. Your government can give you a concern. But once you have that concern, the way people of God handle that concern determines what kingdom you are part of. Can I get an amen? amen. It's 12 o'clock already. So for those who are new to us, 12 o'clock, we, we pray against COVID. And I did ask the church, you know, um, um, you know, to talk about, you know, pastor and his travels. So let's pray. Father, we, Lord, we curse COVID um, for, you know, our families and friends who are dealing with it. We thank you for complete healing. Um, those across the country, Lord, who, who are living with it and, or, you know, the children can't see grandparents and stuff like that. Lord, we, we just pray against it. We pray against COVID. We pray that it, would, it will be cursed at the root, Lord, whatever, whatever way. I don't even care. We pray that, that we, our country, will soon be free from it, Lord. And Father, we pray for our pastor and Miss Diane that they will be protected on their journey um, as they're nearing the time to return. We thank you for traveling mercies. But Lord, continue grace on them and joy and strength. We all believe it. Say amen.
Somebody say faith. 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 Let me read what I have down here. There's a difference between a concern, a worry, fear, anxiety, and doubt. When we get a concern, we must turn them over to God and have faith. He will answer the call. Fear strips away your kingdom power, your kingdom love, and your kingdom faith. It comes from one of my favorite scriptures. For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind, which which means that if fear is present, your kingdom power is gone. If fear is present, your kingdom love is gone. Your kingdom faith is gone. That's what a sound mind, right? Kingdom faith, having a sound mind is gone. Fear does that. Now, there's a balance, correct? I'm not saying look at certain things and say that they're not real. That's insane, right? My mother's dealing with cancer. I don't say my mother doesn't have cancer. My faith says in prayer, I bind cancer, and I thank you that my mother is healthy. Right? There was a period of time where people told me COVID wasn't real, but then I almost had two cousins die from it. So am I going to act like it's not real, or am I going to pray about it and go? Right? So that's what we have to do. We have to call things out. We have to have faith. Can I get amen? amen. James 1, 6. But let him ask in faith with no doubting. For he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. Kingdom people can't doubt. We can't allow it to enter our thought process. We can't allow it to make us not believe what the word of God says. Oh, but what if I don't feel it? What if I don't see it? Yeah, I get it. I've been there. I'm living through it now. I don't always feel what I think, but that's what faith is. We have to keep on fighting through it. We have to keep on living through it. True faith within the kingdom comes from humbling ourselves before God, surrendering everything you are before him, seeking him, fasting and praying, which builds your faith. What if I told you that your season was today? Would you believe it? What if I told you God already healed you and wants you to walk in your healing? Would you believe it? What if I told you this is your season of growth, your season of protection, your season of prosperity, your season of hearing God's voice? But would you believe it? Because at the core, I can preach from the mountaintop down. But if you have no faith today, everything I say from the word of God, if you don't believe that God is God, you will never receive the truth that it is your season. It is our season. Season of faith. A season of believing. Hallelujah. Matthew 17, the disciples tried to heal a sick boy and something about it just didn't work, all right? So Jesus said this to them. What it said, well, why could we not cast it out? And Jesus said to them, because of your unbelief. 
For surely I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. However, this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. So God is the source of your faith. It's hard to have faith when you don't know who God is. Without knowing God, it's really easy to unbelieve something, to, you know, to not believe that it's going to happen. And once the unbelief is in there, faith is not activated. Jesus, why when I pray for such and such, it didn't happen, were you believing? Did you believe that Jehovah Rapha was with you? Are you believing that it's true what the word of God says? No matter what you feel, no matter what you see, no matter what's going on, kingdom faith demands that we stand on the promises of the word of God. We must fight unbelief in the kingdom because faith is the source of our power. Jesus walked and he did miracles and many times he told people, by your faith you are healed. Not your denomination, not your checkbook, not your age. By your faith, you are healed. But I have faith. Keep on believing. I grew up in it, uh, it's song as kid in my, um, it takes faith, 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 a little bit of faith. It takes faith, 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 a little bit of faith. I don't remember the rest. <laughs> Hallelujah. Somebody say kingdom living. We're getting close, y'all. We're getting close. Hebrews 11 talks about the heroes of the faith. It's a lot of, a lot of verses. I'm not going to read it all to you. I do want to read... A couple verses. Let's start off with 11, 1 through 3. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it, the elders obtain a good testimony. By faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. Listen, God is faith. Y'all have to understand that God didn't, with his hands, make the world. Y'all realize that, right? He spoke. Nothing in the word says, and then God was like, give me some clay, I'm about to make the world. No. He spoke, and it happened. So even God is a God of faith. He must believe what he says has to happen. Oh, kingdom people, do you believe what you say has to happen? I believe it. Fear is not allowed in my house. You've heard me say this before. Not through movie, not through book. I used to love horror films. And as I got closer to God, my sensitivity got heightened. Some of y'all looking at each other. Stop it, stop it. You hear what Joni said? You watching? No, no, stop it. Talking about me now. 
I got a little, I got more sensitive the closer I got to God. And what happens is the closer you get to God, a certain music you can't listen to anymore. There's certain books you can't read anymore. There's certain movies you can't stomach anymore because instantly your spirit alerts you that something is wrong. I can hear the first chord of the commercial and realize it's a horror film. Blink, yep, click. I don't got to double check. My spirit told me what was up. Once again, if you know him, you know what I'm talking about. You know, the heroes of faith, they talked about Abel, Enoch, Noah, Abraham, Sarah. I mean, Sarah didn't have her baby until she was ancient of days, y'all. Jacob, Joseph, Moses. The children of Israel passing the Red Sea. Jericho walls falling. Let me, let me read this to you. Verse 33. Through faith, it subdued kingdoms, worked righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness, were made strong, um, became valiant in battle, turned to the flight, the armies of the aliens, um, women received their dead, raised to life again. That's through faith. And here's the cool thing the Lord told me when I was writing this. He said there's heroes in this church. That if I pass the mic around, they can tell you have faith has set them up for some great wins. It's not just the word of God. We get stuck in that, but that was then. It's heroes of faith in the house. We have to remember these faith stories. We have to tell each other the faith stories because the same God that gave you your story is going to give me mine. I can tell you how he had me move to a third world country with no place to stay, no job. And because I knew I heard his voice say it, and I was, I was building my faith as a young man. And all of a sudden, within 24 hours of moving to the Dominican Republic, I had a fully furnished apartment. I had the job of my dreams and a ride to get to work every day. And 24 hours before, it wasn't there. It wasn't tangible. I couldn't see it. I couldn't smell it. It wasn't a reality. But when you believe in God, but when you are a kingdom person, we not, what may not be there in the natural, God, our supernatural, I was putting stuff in. Because when I got there, they said, someone just quit. Someone just quit. And I just happened to be in the country to accept the position. And, and look at God. To make, sure to, to make sure that I would give no one, other, no one else credit, he added just a little more flavor to it. The job was teaching the same students I student taught. The Lord's like, just in case, bruh, bruh, like the children of Israel, you forget that I'm part of the sea. Let me put a little something on it to make sure you know this was me. Man of God, man of faith. Some of y'all got to stop. Oh, it's just such a coincidence how, how this happened. And God was like, hello, it's me. Put a little something extra on it to let you know it's me. Some of y'all could tell me stories. Oh, if we had the time, you know, to have one of those old school testimony services like I used to have growing up. People used to grab the mic and say, I want to talk about what the Lord has done for me. 
Mm. I can just hear one of the old mothers back in the day say, he was away out of no way. Then everybody's like, amen, sister, preach it. Mm. I'm almost done. Hallelujah. Kingdom faith may seem unreachable, unachievable, unwise to the outside world, but we know God and know what he can do for us at this moment. Again, do you know him? I want you all to pull those pieces of paper out. If you don't have one, raise your hand. If you don't have anything to write with, raise your hand. Because we're getting close to how I believe the Lord wants me to finish this. If you're at home, please grab a piece of paper, something that you can, something that you don't mind throwing away after we're done. Philippians 4, 6 through 9. This is one of my wife's favorite passages. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds to Christ Jesus. Um, finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are good, report. If, this is any, if there is any virtue, and if there is anything praiseworthy, praiseworthy meditate on these things. Your route to faith is destroying worry at its core. Remember, concern is not something that is, in essence, is a sin. The way we handle our concern is the way that the Lord sees it. Faith. Faith. Somebody say faith. Psalm 55, 22, cast your burden on the Lord and he shall sustain you. He shall never permit the righteous to be moved. On that piece of paper in front of you, you're going to be doing some surrendering. This is between you and God. Don't put your name on it. You're going to write the things that are worrying you right now. You're going to write down the things that bring you some doubt or bring some levels of fear or maybe when you think of it, it brings anxiety. We are going to bring those to the cross today. No matter what it is, the fear of the future, no matter if it's something the doctor told you, something your body feels now, or maybe it's generational. Mom or dad dealt with this, grandparents dealt with this, so eventually I would deal with it. No matter what it is, spend the time now and write it down. Because the Bible teaches us to cast your burdens unto the Lord. Which means kingdom people are not equipped to handle them on their own. It's a heaviness. And for those who are not connected to this kingdom, they have to keep what we can cast. When I created this, this, this end part, the Lord led and directed me, I thank you, Lord, that he did, 
What song came to my heart, a verse that my hope is built on nothing less than this. I was with the prayer team this morning and someone said, it, was, it is finished. As you're bringing your pieces up, I want you to remember those words of Jesus when he was on a cross and when, when, when he saw that all things were finished. He said it. It is done. It is finished. So by faith this morning, you're writing those things down. I want you to fold them up nice and tight. Once again, I don't want to look at them. It's none of my business. It's not your neighbor's business. You may be with your husband or wife this morning. It's none of their business. This is not a group activity. This is between you and the Father. It could be one word. It can be a sentence. I don't mind. And God doesn't mind either. But to have kingdom faith, that means that you are surrendering every part. So again, what part of you doesn't he have this morning? Write it down. By faith, we're going to give God everything because we're all going to leave here this morning as kingdom faith people. No matter what the world throws at us as we walk out of there, no matter what thought tries to come. Man, lately I've been calling the devil punk. And I know that's not shirt and tie preacher-like, but that's what he has been to me lately. He's been trying to come back in with old thoughts. He's been trying to come back in to try to give me the old identities that I have slapped before. See, when you surrender, it's up to you to not pick it back up. And what the enemy of your soul wants to do is remind you how you used to worry. Remind me how, how you used to be. And then what happens um, nonchalantly, we come back up what we put on the feet of the cross and we pick it back up and we put it on and we own it again. But today we're declaring to that punk, not today. Not today, Satan. One of the secretaries at school literally has that sticker on her computer, not today, Satan. I walk past, I'm like, oh yeah. Not today. Not today. For we are kingdom people. And I choose to have faith. Bill, can you come up, please? Keep me a little longer than I wanted to. I hope you can provide me that. But I believe this is important. We don't know what tomorrow brings. Do you have faith today to keep you upright for tomorrow? Do you have the faith today to speak those things that you don't see? That walk on water faith. While the winds around you are blowing, while the world tries to chastise you for your beliefs, whenever you're ready, Bill, you can start. For those who are done writing, just close your eyes for me real quick here. Because if you are in this room and you're not saved, saved meaning have a relationship with the Lord, have a relationship with Christ and God, you're not considered a kingdom 
person. And the faith that I'm talking about today is determined by the kingdom you are a part of. I promise you on this side that God welcomes you. I promise you on this side when he forgives you, he won't bring it back up again. I promise you on this side that you can cast so much weight upon the Lord and he will remind you this morning that his yoke is easy and the burdens are light. He can take it. Whatever worry, whatever concern or doubt or fear that the enemy wants to lead you down, God can take it. And there's no need for you to keep it. So I would like to welcome you with the salvation prayer. This is your desire this morning. Or maybe you're in this room and you want to rededicate your life to the Lord. To find yourself in the kingdom that you were meant to be in. No matter what that is, just with all eyes closed, raise your hand. Because I want to, before we do this activation to our faith, I want the opportunity to give people the opportunity to know the Lord. If that is you in the house, just raise your hand. All eyes are closed. Raise your hand in the room. If you... Well, I'd like to go through this salvation prayer with me. I see a couple hands. Hallelujah. Well, everyone in the house, with your eyes closed, just follow me with this prayer, please. And for those at home, if this is your first time, go ahead and read it with me also. Lord Jesus, I come to you today. I am a sinner, but you die for me. Jesus Christ, come into my life. Be my Lord and Savior. Take control of my life from this day forward. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Somebody say amen. If you said that for the first time, We have some resources for you. Can my prayer team go ahead and bring yours up and get in position over here to my left? Our prayer team has some resources for you if you prayed that for the first time. Please remember that we want, if you have any prayer requests, if you're at home, if you pray that for the first time, please go ahead and pray. And call our number. We want to pray with you. Give you some resources. And for the rest of you, bring it up to the Lord. Start on this side, please. If we can walk here and then walk out this way. You can start anytime you want to as Bill plays. Can we bring him up a little bit, Doug? Surrender it. Throw it down and decide not to pick it up. Yet a store. Once you go back to your seat, you can just sit quietly for me. You're going to give everyone the opportunity to do this. We're activating our faith this morning.
we're saying that we're casting our worries, our fears away. Yes, Lord, we give them all to you. And for those at home, just walk up to any trash can and just rip them. And it's up for you to never pick it up again. those at home, I wish you can see this. Our hope is built on nothing less. If in Jesus and his righteousness, yes, Lord. We love you, Lord. remind you of a, a great resource, our men's and women's ministry. When you lay stuff down, it's always good to have a accountability partner to let people know what you've laid down and then they can help you not pick it back up. That's why I speak so boldly about my new diet plans and me working out so those around me can keep me accountable. Because if change was so easy, I would have done it by myself a long time ago. But thank God for church. Thank God for brothers and sisters who realize that even those who stand in this position are not perfect. Thank God for people who understand that even though that God has called us to be faithful, sometimes we will allow concern to seep in on a level that we shouldn't. And at that moment, I will remind you of this. The enemy wants you to forget this. The enemy wants you to come back and pick it up. But I want to remind you of the freedom that we just showed in our faith. I want to remind you that this is not your identity. I want to remind you that this is not your reality. I want to remind you that you are kingdom people who loves with a kingdom edge, who has faith with a kingdom edge, who lives with a kingdom edge. Know your enemy. The very first thing he is going to do when you walk out of here is convince you to pick it back up. Last week, at the end of my sermon, 
he got me, y'all. This year, I, I pray that I wouldn't allow what people think of me to be um, important. And I told him, you and my wife, that's the only thing I care about, Lord. And I was doing well. And at the end of my sermon, I saw a couple people's face expression, and it took me down a down spiral. And the enemy was there, told me I didn't do well. If you may have saw me, I stayed here for a minute fighting those thoughts of not being good enough for you. Maybe I said something wrong from the pulpit, and for 24 hours, I didn't fight it. I didn't throw it down. I took it home with me. My wife saw it. My kids felt it. I had to text pastor in Florida. So I'm telling you, I understand the things that we have thrown down, the enemy tries to come back with them. So be on your guard because that punk is going to be waiting for you on the outskirts. And please forgive me for using that word. Because if he was a tangible thing, I would have wrapped him up a long time ago. <laughs> so let's not pick it up. I feel so strong right now knowing that God is number one. And I love your smiles and I appreciate your love, but God is number one. So as I end, our prayer team is going to spread out. Don't leave without speaking with them if you need them. We are in this fight together. Please know it is a fight. This is not a fairy tale land we're living in. The enemy is out to steal, kill, and destroy everything that you are and convince you that the kingdom isn't real. But our God is a God that overcomes. Can I get an amen? Father, we love you so much. We thank you for this day. We thank you for your grace. Thank you, Lord, for speaking through me. Brother Richard, wherever you are, come up. Lord, we thank you so much that you have guided us today to this moment where we give everything to you and we choose not to pick it up. And Lord, we thank you for this blessing on the way out today.